Hydromec, a Turkey-based construction machinery manufacturer, reduces costs of machinery by adopting 3D printing for end-use parts. Duap Greco, an Italian product development service provider, expands from prototyping to production with 3D printing. Shape Mode cuts costs for low-back syringe production with 3D printed molds. Integrates to utilize 3D printing to enhance production development capabilities. These headlines are perfect examples of business innovation as 3D printing technology was advantageous enough to single-handedly drive business innovation for them. Supply chain risk reduction, on-demand localized manufacturing thereby reducing storage and transport cost, redesign for better performance and cost reduction, and so on. Advantages of adopting 3D printing are innumerable and that is what drives business innovation. Welcome to the second episode of AM Infocast series on business innovation in 3D printing with Aditya Chandavarkar and me, Abhishek Gokar. Our guest on today's episode understood the potential of 3D printing technology and the paradigm shifting effect it would have on manufacturing way back in 2006 when this technology was relatively new, fancy and an experimental one. Introducing Mr. Gil Lavi, a 3D printing industry pioneer from Israel who championed the business solution setup for 3D printing with not one but two initiatives, 3D Alliances, a consulting company that supports the world's most innovative hardware and software 3D printing startups to expand their business globally, and 3D Evaluate, an online platform that connects buyers of industrial 3D printing systems and OEMs or resellers of professional solutions. Prior to that, Mr. Lavi had worked with a few big names of the industry, including Stratasys, MakerBot, and BigRep. Let's begin. Over to you, Aditya. Yeah, so Gil, uh, welcome to AM Infocast today, and it's great to—it's a pleasure to have you here on the on today's uh, podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Yes. So, uh, you know, the word innovation is mostly associated with technology. But uh, you especially are the flag bearer of innovation on the business solution side of 3D printing, you know. So what prompted you to start business solution initiatives for an emerging technology? Uh, So it relates to my background. Uh, I joined the industry in 2006, uh, joining Object, and it was just a startup. And there were maybe less than a dozen players in the industry. So for me, Object, and there were 3D Systems, and uh, C-Corp and other companies, that was innovation, right? So there were few companies doing uh, uh, different kind of technologies and solution. And I worked for the company for 10 years uh, for Object, and then after the merger with Stratasys. So in 2015, I started to see, and this is the keyword, innovation start to come from startups, not from the big players. So 2015 was not an innovation year for uh, Stratasys or 3D Systems or other companies, uh, legacy companies. And this is uh, why I decided, and I saw amazing stuff. I saw on the software side, the things that are starting to evolve. Of course, on the printing side, uh, metal uh, printing, plastic, ceramic, all kinds of initiative uh, started. And I, I, I was excited to see that. And I said, I want to join the effort of helping this kind of innovation uh, reach uh, the industry because I felt that when you look into the future of 3D printing, you need to have innovation. You need to think ahead. 
And, and of course, uh, the company Workforce Strategy did a great job in educating the market and uh, penetrating with uh, their solution to the industry, to leading companies. But as uh, around this year, 2015, I decided to form my own consulting company where the goal was to find out of the hundreds of companies uh, in the industry to find the ones that has the best potential to succeed. And for this, you need to have good funding and management and the right roadmap and the right technology. Uh, and, and I said, I will find a few companies that I think has the best potential to succeed and I will help them uh, uh, to, uh, these companies usually are on the edge of releasing the products to the market. Right? And with really amazing innovation. So that intrigued also 3D printing resellers and also, also end users. I wanted to be on that point where this innovation reaches uh, uh, the market. And I think this is the, you know, uh, the most exciting place to be when you see new technologies uh, um, starting to reach the market and customers are looking at looking at these uh, technologies examining them and thinking how they can implement them now and in the future so that was the, the assumption for me or, or my, my thoughts where i want to be when this industry uh, continue to evolve yeah that's a that's an interesting uh, you know viewpoint you bring and what's happening is since you joined the industry the 3d printing industry has evolved quite a lot so uh, in in our inaugural edition for the am chronicle journal a general theme which stood out what we felt is that additive manufacturing is turning to be more specialized now than than special because earlier 3d printing used to be this novelty where people wanted to invest but now it's more about how can they use 3D printing for their app, that application? So that indicates that you know companies will adopt and customize this technology as per their requirements. And now what we are seeing is that with, with various innovative business solutions uh, enabling optimal adoption of this technology, uh, you know it's it's causing uh, for uh, technologies to be more specialized. You know, so what is your take on it? As as if how are innovative business solutions like yours? How are they driving the optimal adoption of this technology? Okay, that's a good question, and I think my answer will be related to all uh, consulting firms or individuals that are working with companies or uh, with uh, manufacturers that want to implement three D printing. First of all, in order to implement 3D printing in design and manufacturing processes, you need to find um, uh, the users that first of all have the right vision in their company to implement 3D printing and to go to agile manufacturing or to short-run manufacturing or to special design and manufacturing for specific uh, uh, products. So. First of all, is for companies to uh, to find the companies with the right vision, and with this vision, they, uh, you have it, uh, people inside that are uh, uh, willing to take a chance and willing to investigate and willing to implement uh, this kind of technologies. Mm -hmm. So, as uh, uh, for this is from the customer side, from my side or all, all consulting uh, side, you need to understand uh, one thing: we take a step back. And we look on the whole process. Let's say you have a company that sells 3D printers. Their thoughts, their efforts, uh, and their interaction with customers is how to sell the 3D printers and how to implement them in 
the, 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 the design and manufacturing processes of the customers. They less deal with what's happening before the printers, meaning software, or after post-processing. As a consultant, or as a company that, as a firm that help resellers and companies to reach end users, we have the wider perspective of end-to-end -end process, meaning that if companies would like to implement 3D printing in their manufacturing processes, they need to understand that it starts with the right software. And this could be a design software, it could be topology optimization, it could be workflow management or simulation. And then the next step would be uh, 3D printing. And here you need to choose the right technology with the right materials, uh, uh, as you said, for the right applications and cross-processing, right? And someone needs to tailor down all these dots for them to connect, because if you're a 3D, 3D software company, you talk about your software and how it can help you uh, improve your, uh, your workflow, but you are less dealing with the printers and the cross-processing. It's not your uh, uh, business. So us as a consultant, this is what we do at 3D Alliances. Every business that we do or every 3D printing company that we interact with, we approach with them together uh, 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 to resellers or end users, and we let them understand that if they want to implement 3D printing, it's not about buying the right software now or the right printer now. It's about to have the right vision and to have a five or seven year plan, how they can integrate software, printing and cross-processing to one end-to-end -end workflow. And this is natural for a consultant because uh, uh, we, we are not working for one company or we're not uh, pushing the products of one company, we are pushing a solution. And this is an end-to-end -end solution. So uh, this is also a fun part to be because then you work with customers that appreciate your point of view and they understand that this is the way to look at 3D printing and uh, this is the way to implement it. Yeah, sounds good. And, uh, you know, moving on. So, for example, the trade shows, you know, have been, uh, you know, if you can talk about Formnext in Germany or rapid tct in the us uh, rapid in the uk or uh, am tech which we organize in india uh, were were really primary channels used by 3d printing companies pre covid uh, to kind of raise awareness about their technology or promote their products or or get leads you know with covid 19 really uh, there is a stop on most of the events for at least this year you know this financial year is is there are, a lot of events are going to be not happening as scheduled and or or will not happen as as they used to last year so what alternatives do you suggest to companies to raise awareness or uh, you know get lead uh, generate leads in this uh, kind of interim period first of all when covid started um i had of course enough time as uh, uh, everyone in the industry to do my thoughts and my research and uh, i did a lot of uh, uh, discussions uh, with uh, colleagues in the industry and what i found out first of all that there was a big increase in th in, in the traffic in the 3d printing media sites meaning that people of course are still interested in 3d printing since there are no trade shows the first thing they did they google anything they were looking for if it's uh, just to learn more or to find uh, uh, more information about specific products so that was the uh, i think the first reaction of uh, uh, of uh, people that were looking for information just to go online 
The second was April, around April, when you started to see online events. And I, I had the chance to participate in several ones. Uh, this is very nice. It gives you a feeling that you're also interacting with the industry, with your colleagues, with companies, with customers. Uh, it has its limitation, of course, because uh, it's, it's online and there is a, it doesn't simulate, of course, a trade show, but it gives you uh, um, uh, the chance to participate in a certain international event and to meet uh, other people and, and to feel that you, know, you, you are still there. Um, and that was, I think, during uh, the past few months was uh, these lead leading activities. And uh, for me, from my perspective, I was, uh, and as, as always, uh, my job, I see my job is to solve the problems of 3D printing companies, 3D resellers, and uh, end users. And while I saw uh, uh, 3D printing trade shows, as you said, being canceled, I thought about the following. When you have a trade show, you have uh, companies presenting, you have resellers presenting uh, the product, their solutions, and you have customers and prospects, right? As you call them leads, they're coming to the trade show and they want to meet other people. They want to go to the booth of different companies and maybe even they have a budget and they know that they have a budget this year to buy a printer, so they're doing their own research. If they want to buy a pick through the printer, they will go to different uh, booth of uh, uh, companies that have uh, this kind of solutions. They will approach each uh, company's booth. They will look some, for some samples, uh, look at the printers, meet the, 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 the team. They will do their own initial research. And once uh, the trade is over, they go back home. And what they do, they continue the research. And usually at that point, beyond looking at the companies, uh, 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 the product specs, and uh, doing some research, research about the companies, they want to print their own benchmark, right? If you want to use a certain technology uh, and you saw some parts of the trade show, you know these parts are really nice parts, but you want to print your own part. And, and then they send their part, uh, their STL file to print as a benchmark, they get it back, and then they have a certain understanding what kind of, or which technologies or which products can give them the right solution, of course, considering their budget, etc. And um, I was thinking, how can we solve this kind of problem? And if there are no trade shows, how can we, how, how can uh, the resellers, the companies, and the buyers continue to interact? And uh, uh, this is why, uh, about uh, two months ago, we decided to uh, enable uh, uh, these sites to meet on the platform, which we call 3D Evaluate. And on 3D Evaluate, what we're trying to do is to enable buyers of industrial 3D printers to find, compare, and evaluate different kinds of products. In other words, to simulate the process that, that I described before uh, to uh, find good products according to specific technology or category, if they're looking for metal 3D printer or plastic or ceramic, anything that they are looking or for a specific material to uh, and know who are the leading players or manufacturers in this solution category and how to compare them. And uh, uh, we, we launched this platform uh, offering these buyers to do two things. First of all is to find the top uh, between three or five vendors for each solution category 
and then to apply for a sample kit, meaning if you want to buy a metal 3D printer, so you can ask uh, uh, to get a sample kit, and in this sample kit you'll get uh, uh, parts, different parts from uh, the different vendors, printing parts, these, these of course sample parts, so you can get uh, uh, the first feel, look and feel what their technology can produce. And then as a, as a second step, they can ask, uh, they can send us their STM file through the platform and we will reach out to the metal vendors on our platform and we will ask them to print this benchmark. So the buyer eventually will have uh, three or five different parts, his part, printed on different uh, technologies by the different vendors, and then he will be able to uh, evaluate and see which one, according to the result that he got, and of course the budget and the history of the company, etc., for him to decide which one he should buy or which product could fit his need. Uh, so this platform was born out of the understanding that there will be no trade shows in the foreseeable future. Um, this is our thought, and this is something that we're trying to, if we look ahead to the next years, we are aiming to have, as I uh, as, uh, described uh, uh, in the previous question, we want to have a platform that will enable users to examine the leading 3D softwares in the industry, 3D printers in the industry, and automated processing solutions, and to help these buyers to connect the dots or to tailor down a solution. As an example, if they want to buy a metal 3D printer, they could think of a simulation software for metal, and they can think, and this is something we're going to help them, uh, what type of automated processing solution can uh, do metal parts, right? So it's something that you usually do on trade shows, and you interact with people, but if you can do it by remote as much as possible, this is something we're trying to uh, offer the market. And I think that's that's very innovative. And, and as you said in your uh, you know earlier answers that, uh, you know, that as a consultant, your role is to, you know, uh, attend to problems for your partners. I think this is this is definitely a way to ensure that, uh, you know, business keeps rolling. I think it's very interesting. And what's what's happened? Uh, you know, is also because of because of COVID nineteen. The definitely the global economy has has had an effect, and uh, you know, re receiving new investments or financing isn't exactly that easy for three D printing startups. Despite their you know technological research, innovation, and development, which they need to do continuously to stay ahead of the game. So, what would be your advice to you know new startups or uh, you know three D printing startups in general? to kind of brave this storm and how to you know, stay afloat through this? So initially I thought like everyone else, uh, we're gonna have a big problem with uh, funding and startups will not be able to get their funding and a lot of them will be in a big problem. Um, but in fact, what you see in the past few months, startups are getting funded and really nice numbers. And, and um, what's happening here, I think, is from the investor side, they see an opportunity. And uh, together with this, I would add the fact that if you're following the NASDAQ, um, you see that it's, it's just breaking records, right? Top high, meaning that 
um, the, the feeling in the, in the economy is that there is a certain crisis now, but there is also an opportunity. And you see um, investors, this is what I see investors now, they think that now is the time to look for opportunities. So we can even have a, a different effect than not uh, for startup not getting funded. They will get funded. And where is the opportunity for the investors? They can get better valuation. Right? If before COVID, they thought of investing in a certain startup and they will get, I don't know, 20% for a certain evaluation, now they can get 40% maybe or 50% for the same evaluation. So I think that we are uh, in a position that startups shouldn't be afraid to continue their planning to meet the right investors and uh, uh, not to give up and to go into, uh, let's say, to set the vision uh, uh, focused that when they want to launch the products, how much money they need to have their plans uh, aligned, but not to think that the money is not out there. The money is there. And of course, together with what I said, they need to understand that they need to uh, understand that investors are looking for opportunities. So they will be very picky. But when they will see a good company, they will invest in this company. So I was surprised as well, right? And, but, but you see, you see what's happening. Startups are getting funded. In Israel, Nanofabrica got $4 million from uh, uh, Microsoft, if I remember correctly. And there is other startups as well. It means that they recognize the uh, innovation the company has in other company, and they're investing in the future because you don't invest in the company for... Uh, next few months, you do it for the next few years. So bottom line, uh, start with that field. They have a good technology in their hand. They need to uh, feel, I think, uh, confident enough to move forward, not to be afraid, and to find the right investors. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty sound advice. And, and I guess just to add to it a bit, I think startups need to be a bit more flexible in terms of what they can expect from investors since uh, since there's a certain trend in the market so i think that's that's also good. they need to be oblivious of of such uh, you know uh, trends as well uh, but they need to continue with their research and shouldn't really worry about uh, the funding part i think that's going to happen anyway as we've seen as you said with with the israeli company getting funded aravo getting funded which we sp spoke to an in in the earlier uh, po uh, podcast i think we are seeing a positive trend in spite of uh, you know the covid effect so so in continuation to the above uh, you know what what we said now is is what does the roadmap for 3d alliances look like from here on you you shared something about 3d evaluate but how does the how does the roadmap look for you going ahead so our core business at 3D Alliances um, is to do is to, to provide services for startups um, with the following. First is to help them deploy their global channel network. So still companies that would like to sell their products, they need to recruit uh, strong sales partners. And on the other side, uh, 3D printing resellers are looking to sell good products. So someone needs to be to, to, to make the right match, the right connection. Um, uh, between these two sides. So we will continue to work uh, on this with the startups. The second is to help them gain, uh, gain access to funding. We have business partners that we're working with, and this is something that 
uh, for specific companies. We have a few projects running, and we will, as I described in the uh, answer, uh, the previous answer, we will try to find also to do, to do the best match between investors and, and good companies. And the second is to help companies uh, recruit sales talents. Uh, so this is something that we did, we're doing in the past few years, and we'll continue to do so. The second, as uh, I described about 3D Evaluate, is to uh, bring this platform to a position that um, buyers that are looking to buy uh, solutions, and they don't have any trade shows, and they cannot travel to other countries, and they need information, printed parts, consulting, uh, how to uh, uh, build an end-to-end -end workflow, this is something we're also going to focus uh, uh, and to help uh, buyers to get more information, to, to get more uh, solutions on the platform for them to try to do as much as they can the evaluation process remotely. And the third thing is, uh, as, as I mentioned when, uh, in the beginning of the conversation, uh, us as a consultant, we are trying to solve the challenges of uh, the, tri the, the challenges of the triangle of the following: 3D printing companies, 3D printing resellers, and end users. So our job, first of all, is to identify where are the problems, because the problems pre-COVID are different than the current situation. I'll give you an example. Um, we uh, were in discussion with several companies that were looking for a solution to remotely install the printers and any company in the industry faced this in the past few months, how they can remote, remotely install the printers, do the training, and provide technical support. So there are all kinds of solutions that you can provide, but you cannot put people on the plane in, in the most region of the world. What can you do? And this is something that we got uh, uh, the feedback from companies, and they said, okay, give us some you know, ideal solution. So we did our own research and we found that uh, uh, augmented reality platforms can really help companies bridge this gap. So with, a, with the right augmented reality, um, you can have a, a technical person sitting anywhere in the world connected to a person near the printer. You, are, you, could, you, know, you can send the printer to the customer facilities in the box, now comes the point that someone needs to open the box and install the printer. So the guy near the printer puts uh, something that is similar to a Google Glass. And the technical guy on the other side of the world guide him what he needs to do. And of course, he sees what the, the technician in the printer sees. So this is the first step that augmented reality can help install the printer. And then, of course, do the training. This is also something that you can do remotely for several days. Of course, it depends on the fact that you have near the printer, uh, technical people that can do it, but you don't need to send anyone. And the third part is once they start running and they're using the printer, anytime they can reach a technical expert through this augmented reality platform, and they can guide them how to fix problems, how to use the software, anything he used to do, uh, at the customer side. So this is a good example of, we didn't think about it in the past, honestly. Before COVID, we didn't think about any augmented reality. Technicians are flying from all over the world to meet customers, to install printers, and also to have fun. This is part of the business. But since uh, we got this 
we understood that this is a challenge. So and we were not aware of augmented reality. We found a company, we formed a business alliance with her, and together we approached 3D printing companies to help them implement this augmented reality. So uh, the third part of our business is to identify where are the challenges of this triangle of printing, 3D printing companies, resellers, and end users, and to, to react as fast as we can, offering uh, them a solution. That will be something that we need to uh, uh, fill the market. And this is why we're talking to a lot of companies and uh, uh, customers to understand where are their challenges and, and to do the best we can in order to help them find a solution. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a good plan to have, and and uh, you know we wish you well with with uh, your plans as well. And I'm I'm sure that's that's going to help a lot of 3D printing companies out there, uh, you know, achieve their goals. And I think it's been an interesting, uh, you know, talk with you. And I, it's always been interesting, you know, interacting with you at various trade shows. Obviously, we miss that because uh, you know whatever you do digitally, I think that personal connect is sometimes important for you to build that bond or get to know someone better. But then I think we need to find uh, solutions which will be hybrid, you know, where where you have not a full dependence on face-to-face, -face, but you have something which is a digital, which you mentioned, like augmented reality. And whenever there is a, you know, when when the things are okay, you can have uh, a person going down there. So I think um, that's that's some great points made. And thanks a lot again, Gil, for joining us and sparing time for AM in focus today. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, guys. It was a pleasure. Always nice talking to you. That brings us to the end of this episode. Visit amchronicle.com for more updates on additive manufacturing and follow the Indian 3D Printing Network and AM Chronicle pages on LinkedIn. Thank you for listening and see you next week.